Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative and is scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Latow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. That's it with your boy. Better pray for your boy. It's Robert Latow. Keep that same energy podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. Welcome to the Keep That Same Energy podcast. It's a Lakers Monday. <laughs> I got a real special guest for us, a Nick Hamilton. He has so many titles, it may take us the whole segment to do all of the titles that he has. So I'm just going to say he is the man uh, when it comes to not just L.A. sports, but just sports um, in general, podcasting, streaming, television. I see him on the news you know, in the nice suits and everything. So we had to get him on and talk about the Lakers in this championship. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem. Hanging in there. Uh, the first question I had to ask you, and I was just thinking about this, is when you look back at this, like, season in totality, like, it's, it's wild. 2020 has been a wild year. How do you think, out of all the Lakers teams, you know, all the championships, how, how do you think this Laker team will be – you know, remembered considering everything that, that's happened this season. Well, first and foremost, let me say congratulations to you on the new show, man. That's oh, big. <laughs> that's major. Uh, I want to say that first and foremost. But to answer your question, I think when you look at this season, I think this team will be definitely be highly regarded because of all they had to go through, uh, circumstances beyond their control, going through the season, finally finding their, 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 their second win, as my man E40 likes to say, uh, coming into the second season and then have it abruptly stop because of a, a COVID-19 pandemic that we weren't all aware of. And then wondering if this season was going to even finish out and if we want to have enough opportunity to even crown a champion and having a catalyst like LeBron James go after the league and say, listen, we need to get this thing rolling. We need to keep going at it. And even though, you know, they were against it because of the social injustice reasons, obviously, which is understandable, they still were able to, to, to maintain and hold themselves together to get through this season and get through this bubble, which was almost, dare I say, you know, house arrest like because they couldn't go anywhere. They were away from their families, their loved ones. And then when some of their families could arrive, I mean, they had to, they had to go through certain protocols. And obviously that's weighing a, a, a big chunk of, of, of you know, stress and, and, and anxiety uh, when it comes to wondering, okay, is my family okay? I still have to focus on the game itself. I still got to get these wins. We still have to go for our goal, which is to, to obtain a championship. So I think this is one of the hardest fought Laker teams we've seen probably in their history, at least from what I can remember from the time I've been on this planet and remember the Laker teams. Um, and now you've covered both the, the Clippers and the Lakers, like, equally. You know, you're not one that just kind of was one or, or the other. You know, the Clippers had an abundance of talent as well. You know, Ka- uh, Kawhi, uh, Paul George, uh, you know, Lou Williams. And, and a lot of people thought they were the favorite going into the bubble. In your opinion, covering both teams throughout the year, what did you see as the main difference uh, between the Lakers and the Clippers that allowed the Lakers to kind of get through what you just talked about, all of this insanity that we had, stay together and get that title, whereas the Clippers have basically, you know, fell apart and, and, and ended up with Doc Rivers uh, being fired? 
I think the key word is camaraderie. I think the Lakers displayed an enormous amount of camaraderie and chemistry. I mean, you had, you know, Alex Caruso, whose sister was going to get married. I mean, that's your sister. That's your loved one. You have to bow out and say, no, I can't leave because I'm focused on winning a championship. And you talk about sacrifice. That's probably one of the ultimate sacrifices next to your parents, uh, you know, being there for your parents or what have you, or your, or your children. Uh, so I think when you, when you hear about stories like that, when you hear about, you know, guys, you know, rallying together that they have a voice in that locker room. I think that was the difference too with the Lakers versus the Clippers is that they had voices in that locker room. You had a LeBron James, you had at times, you know, a Dwight Howard, you had a JaVale McGee, you had, you know, even Anthony Davis from time to time would speak. And, and you know, Kuzma would speak. They're, they're different, you know, and then you had the, 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 the coaching staff, you had Jason Kidd, you had the Reverend Lionel Hollins, you had, you know, Phil Handy, who who has been in the league for a long time. So you had voices in that locker room. And I think that's something that the Clippers really missed out on. They did not have a voice in that locker room. Yeah, Kawhi leads by example. But the difference between Kawhi's team in Toronto versus Kawhi's team in the, with the Clippers is the fact you had Kyle Lowry, who was a voice in that locker room. So he was more vocal versus Kawhi just leading by example. You didn't have that in the Clippers locker room. You had more guys talking about, well, why is Kawhi, not my name per se, but why is Kawhi getting low management? Well, guys need to show up and just do, throwing out a lot of subliminals. Um, you didn't have that type of chemistry that I thought they should have had. They were great on paper as far as the Clippers. You know they were a defensive monster. But if you don't have that chemistry and camaraderie where you have a voice that can rally the troops and galvanize players, it's not going to work for you. We saw what happened. I mean, you had Lemon Pepper Lou going out, you know, doing his thing. I mean, I, we, we know the reason why. Um, unfortunately, you know, Montrezl Harrell, we understand that. That's that's not even an argument or uh, an excuse. I mean, he lost his grandmother, someone who was very, very close to him that helped raise him. So we understand that aspect. But outside of that, you, you had Patrick Beverly miss time due to injury. You had to wait for Lemon Pepper Lou to get back and get quarantined and get called back. That broke up the rhythm. That broke up the chemistry. You didn't have that with the Lakers. The Lakers, you know, they brought in other guys, at least for the first eight games, like Deion Waiters, J.R. Smith, uh, who weren't distractions, who we thought may have been distractions, but weren't distractions because you had voices, you had leadership. LeBron set the tone. He ruled basically with an iron fist. Look, you get on this page or don't get on at all. We saw that with the effects of Dwight Howard. When when his when his deal wasn't guaranteed and they were hanging out, you know, in the in in the preseason, saying, "Look, this is how things are run in this locker room: either get on board or get the hell out." And that's basically what LeBron's rules and regulations were. And everybody fell in line because they trusted LeBron because LeBron obviously is a champion. He's been there numerous times. One of the greatest basketball players to play the game. Speaking of LeBron, I mean, Laker fans are very possessive. Um, and, you know, before LeBron got there, you know, especially because of Kobe, I would say that he wasn't, you know, the most well-liked uh, player in regards to Laker fans. And even when he got there, there was still kind of this, you know, push or pull kind of with them. Um, it seems like with the, the unfortunate passing of Kobe that, you know, they kind of galvanized everybody, you know, together. How do you think LeBron is going to be seen in the long term a Laker lore, Laker, you know, fandom and things like that. And will it take more than just it? Like when he won the championship in Cleveland, that was it. That's all they needed. They only needed right. that one. And he was going to be a legend there no matter what else he did. Is it going to take more or is this enough to put him in those conversations with the other Laker greats? 
No, it's definitely going to take more, but I think the respect factor is there. I think he, he, he eloquently said it the other, the other day. Hey, Laker fans don't give a damn about what you do before you became a Laker. They only care about what you do as a Laker. And that's so, and that's a hundred percent true. Laker fans didn't care about him. Laker fans, even in the first year, they, they, they didn't even sniff the draws of getting to the playoffs. And now all of a sudden they're, they're, you know, the NBA fine. They get to the NBA finals. They win the chip. They get to number 17. LeBron is four time champion. And he, he, you know, he was the main reason why they became a champion. I think he definitely gets the respect of Laker Nation now. I think it's going to take maybe another championship or so to get into that that conversation with the Magics, with the Kobe Bryants, with the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, and even Shaquille O'Neal, for that matter, um, when you look at the Mount Rushmore of Laker history. And so I think the respect is what he really wants. I don't think he truly cares about really being in the conversation, being the kid from Akron, uh, but I think he cares more about the respect as he – said in his press conference on Sunday, you know, I, I want my, give me my damn respect too. And I think that's what he cares about more than anything else. If you put him in a conversation, great. If you don't, hey, he's still LeBron James. He's still going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's still going to be, you know, one of the goats, as we like to call in the, in the professional sport of basketball. So, you know, I think it's more about respect. And I think Laker fans will respect him now more because he brought them a championship, because of the the relic that they were in for the last 10 years, um, going through all the changes that they went through. And, you know, my hat's off also to Jenny Buss, and I think Rob Alinka doesn't get enough credit as well. All that Rob had to go through in two years. Think about it. Most general managers it takes, and you know this, Rob, by covering sports as long as you have, most general managers don't even get an opportunity to compete for a championship in a 10-year span let alone you, it takes you two years to get from a relic to the promised land. That's unheard of. And to me, I thought it was, it was an incredible slap in the face not to have Rob Palenka having more first place votes as executive of the year. I thought that was a real slap in the face. Yeah. The voting uh, for some of these awards were a little off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they need to, need to give us some votes so we get it. Some of these really? voting don't need to be uh, voting. Uh, Anthony Davis, uh, no brainer that he comes back or does he, you know, say, Hey, I got my ring and I want to, you know, be the man, man somewhere else. Because, you know, no matter how great you play, you, you're still playing behind, uh, LeBron James. I, I know I saw a video, an IG live video where, where he was, he was drunk and he said, he's going <laughs> to run it back. But then, you know, when they asked him a more formal question, he was like, I'm going to see and, and we'll see how it goes and all of that stuff. Do you, do you think, it's, you know, that semantics is a done deal? Or do you think, he, you know, take a look around and see maybe where he can go? I think he's going to take some time off. I think, you know, I think he's going to definitely explore his options. But I, I don't see him not re-signing with the Lakers. I mean, this is one of the historic, most historic franchises in all of sports, period, globally. Not just nationally, but globally. I think when you look at what he said, I think you have to read also what he said. He said, this is the most fun I've had. And this is the most complete team I've been a part of, basically. When you hear words like that, that means he's already dialed in. He's just trying to make sure that the the dollars and cents add up to his value. Because to me, I wouldn't have been surprised if he won the MVP for the finals because he was such an instrumental part in that whole playoff run all the way up into the finals. So I think he will resign. I think it's just about the numbers and the years where he decides to do what he takes a three-year deal or whether he takes the five-year max at 205 uh, or whatever the numbers will be at that time, I think he's going to stay in Los Angeles because, mind you, LeBron only has a couple of more years and he's gone. This will be Anthony Davis's team. And as I've said even on my show, 
I think you have to build around Anthony Davis. I think Anthony Davis needs a number one guy because I think I don't think he is comfortable being that number one guy. I think he's a great, phenomenal number two. And I think if you pair him up with a number one guy and build around him, he will still be able to flourish and be his team. It's just he has somebody he can rub off on and defer to at times when he needs to. You know, I hate goat talk. <laughs> I really do because it to me it's 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 a it's a preference, it's an opinion. Even though people get really really heated, you know, about it, you know. But just to ask you, if you're into that type of conversation, you know, with with LeBron's fourth ring, you know, do you feel that? Well, I, I think it's I think it's a conversation. I think we can all yeah. agree with that. But in your mind, if someone's covered basketball and covered sports uh, for a long period of time. You know, does he have a rightful place to say he is is the GOAT, or are you still on the Michael Jordan kind of train as, you know, hey, man, 6-0 and oh is 6-0? Six, six and oh. I mean, I think ultimately, I think it's a great conversation. I mean, it's fun to have. I mean, you and I both are in this space. We know we like to mess and poke the bear with the fans and get them riled up. You know, I oh, I think I think Kevin Garnett is the GOAT. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, just to mess with people. But, all, I mean, in all seriousness and all, and all talk, I think, He's a goat in his own right. I think LeBron James is a goat in his own right. Just like I think Kobe Bryant was a goat in his own right. I think Michael Jordan is the goat in his own right. Um, much like we saw Kareem or Bill Russell um, and the guys like that that have won, you know, Tim Duncan, um, you know, guys that have really been in- instrumental in winning championships, superstars, not just anybody, you know, coming off the bench, but I think superstars. So I think it's hard to call somebody, honestly, the goat which is the greatest of all time, which means you going back to the late 40s where the NBA was all the way to right now, that's that's a lot to say that you're better than all the other superstars that we've seen in this game. That's a lot on it, man. I don't think any player has lived up to that, no matter how great they are. I think it's just generational. I think you can have a conversation, as I mentioned earlier, about being a GOAT in your own right. But, you know, I think definitely on my Mount Rushmore, I have – uh, you know, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, and Shaquille O'Neal. Um, that's my Mount Rushmore. So, you know, after that, it's like, who gives a damn? <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question for you. Now, if you get this right, you know, I, I, I'm going to put some money on it. Now, okay. <laughs> in your mind, you know, where however many years LeBron has left, uh, assuming that it's going to be with the Lakers, um, how many more championships do you think he can squeeze out before it's, it's, it's all over. If you had, if you, if you had to put money on it, you know, I, I know, I know you got, you got, you, you got the, you're a millionaire, no, you're a billionaire. I don't know. Yeah, nah, no, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> how much of your money would you put up on how many more championships do you think he can squeeze out? Or do you think this is kind of, you know, this was it, you know, for him. And this was kind of the, the creme de la creme to top it off. I think this is it. I think there'll be a, I think they'll be playoff bound because they're just that good. And I think if they retool a couple of things over the offseason, I think they can be definitely go make a playoff run for sure. Um, I think this is it for LeBron James. I've always said he would he would he would probably get four championships. Um, and I told people even long ago, I said he's going to get a championship in L.A. He's not coming to L.A. for four years and not win a title. That's that's unheard of. As long as he's healthy, as long as he's able to be to perform at a high level. He's not going to not get a championship. Plus, the NBA wants him to get a ring because it's L.A. It's the second largest market, and it's a premier franchise. And they got to put that franchise back on the back on the map so you can you can get an economic base going as it pertains to that. So I think it's more for the NBA. I think it's more for 
um, you know, just not only just his legacy, but I think it's also, um, you know, the competition is going to be stiff. I mean, next year you look at the Denver Nuggets, you look at the Golden State Warriors, you look at the Miami Heat, who I've always said is one player away from being getting uh, another ring. Uh, you look at what Jimmy Butler and company did this season. Um, I think you have to also look at what's going to happen with Giannis. Will Giannis stay in Milwaukee? Will they get him some more help in Milwaukee? Um, you look at the Toronto Raptors. Uh, if they can get some more help uh, with that squad, you, you see what they can do. So I think it's just a matter that the deck is going to be stacked. Um, I know the Houston Rockets, uh, there was reports that the Houston Rockets would be going after DeMarcus Cousins. So they're getting away from that small ball type of situation, uh, especially if they get Sam Cassell as the head coach. I think that'd be phenomenal for Houston. I think that'd be a, a definite upgrade for Mike No D'Antoni. Uh, <laughs> but I think also, too, I think, um, you know, you look at different, I mean, the Clippers, what, what are the Clippers going to do in the offseason? Will they trade Paul, uh, Paul George for possibly getting Bradley Beal? Would that be an upgrade from Paul George to put him with Kawhi Leonard? Um, could they get a Drew Holiday uh, to bring the ball up if they do that and get the right coach? Um, you know, how would the Clippers fare? So, I mean, I think the West is still going to continue to be stacked. And it's only going to get harder because now the bullseye is on your back when you're the champion. So guy, teams that wouldn't normally play you hard are now going to play you even harder. Um, you know, so I think you got to look at, you know, Memphis with John Morant. Um, are they going to get how much help are they going to get him in the next couple of years? Uh, to me, that kid is a young Kobe, and they can get him some help. So I, I, I think it's, it's so much competition, man. It's going to be really hard to repeat in this league um, the way that the late, especially with LeBron at his age. If LeBron was maybe five years younger, I'd say he can squeeze out another championship. But his age, the injuries that he's going through, the heart, it, it's harder for him to get ready for games now. As we saw, you know, he got he had to go through these all these procedures, like the Tom Brady procedure. <laughs> you know, so it's hard, man. It's it's I don't I don't see them squeezing out another ring. I just don't. Maybe when Anthony Davis takes over and they build around them, maybe we'll see the Lakers back on top. I appreciate you having me on. To, uh, I appreciate you coming on and uh, taking the time out. Let everybody know where they can find you. Take your time. Tell them everyone, every place. <laughs> Well, you know what, man? I, it's a pleasure. I thank you so much for having me on, man. Again, congratulations to you and all the hard work and to this great network that you're on as well, man. I know that they're fortunate to have you. I appreciate Nick Hamilton coming on the show. Be sure to check out all of his social media spaces uh, to see what he's up to. Very good guy. Uh, very good, unbiased uh, journalist, which is hard to come by these days. We, we talked a, a little bit about this on the interview, but... I have to reiterate this. I hate GOAT talk. I really do. I hate it with a passion. In my core. In my soul. It's the same reason that I hate lists. Or I hate people that try to tell you what you should watch on TV. Or what, you, what music you should listen to. Because there's no right or wrong answer. As long as the conversation is something that can hold up, as I like to say, in the court of law. So what I mean by that is, if you're out here saying that Harold Minor is the GOAT, then obviously that wouldn't hold up in a court of law. Now, if you say LeBron James is the GOAT, obviously there is some merit to that, where you could go on trial, speak to the jury, and make a solid case for it. So at that point, it really becomes, you know, preference. 
It's like, what exactly do you prefer? It's like, once again, it's like a list. If I'm like, here's my top five rappers. The, the important word, word in that is my, is my top five rappers. You could have your top five rappers, but these is my top five rappers. So any list, top five running backs, quarterbacks, teams, whatever, it always starts with my. This is how I feel about it. So to me, it's just a circular argument with no answer. So if you say, I, like my, it rhymes, I think LeBron James is to go. That's beautiful. If you say, I think Michael Jordan is to go. That's wonderful. Say, I think Wilt Chamberlain or Bill Russell or Magic Johnson is to go. Whatever. I literally saw, when I got up this morning and started looking around the internet. Six, seven stories about is LeBron James to go? Has he overtaken Michael Jordan? Now, now listen, I understand. I understand. people Because people like to argue about list and about who's the GOAT. They like to argue about stuff like that. So it's easy money, as we say in, in media. You know how they say sex sales? Well, GOAT talk sells in sports media. But there's no answer. You write 7,000 words. There's still no definitive answer to it, simply put. So it's just, it, it, it just grinds my gears. Like I say, it, it reminds me all the time, have you ever done this? Have you ever said, like, I like X show? And somebody says, why are you watching that? Like, that grinds my gears. Or you say, hey, I'm listening to X rapper or singer or somebody. And says, hey, man, that guy's trash. Why are that girl, that woman's trash? Why you listening to that? Oh, that grinds my gears. That grinds my gears. Because you don't have to listen to it. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to agree. But it just it's just wild to me. It, I think that's an America, America thing. Remember, did you hear when, when, when Mark Jackson was like, America, we are better than you know, we're better, we're better people than the people that would send death threats to an NBA player's fiance for missing a shot. And Jeff Van Gundy was like, ah, no, we're not. You, are you paying attention to actually what happens in this country? Or have you been paying attention since the country existed? We're, we're not that great of people. We aren't. We're not, we're not a great country by any metric. They're really not. There's a lot of good people here. There's a lot of bad people here. We've proven that time and time again. There, there's the America ideal and the brainwashing that you've been brainwashed to believe that. All of these things that people say America is great about, if you really dig down deeper, none of it's true. Land of the free, not particularly from the beginning. Home of the brave, eh, that's debatable. You know, equality for all, eh, that's, that's not really true. You know, the land of opportunity, yeah, just kind of depends. The police officer said to protect and serve, 
not particularly. Not particularly. Not great. Not great. My point is, look, if you think LeBron is the GOAT, that's fine. If you think Michael Jordan's the GOAT, that's fine. It's just annoying to hear people argue about it. If you like NBA young boy, that's fine. <laughs> if you like, you know, old school hip hop, that's fine. Who, who, it's, 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 it's my and I. Nobody else. If you like to watch the Real Housewives, whatever, it's just it's whatever. You whatever you want to watch. You know why Netflix doesn't have other people's suggestions on there, but just yours. Imagine if Netflix said, "You know something? We see what you watch all the time, but we're gonna give you what your neighbor watches." <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I I just hate I hate to go talk. I really do. I hate it with a passion. Like don't ask me. Don't ask me. I definitely think. Well, if you're asking me, you probably are asking me. Well, Rob, who do you think? I don't know. I think LeBron has a good case. I really do. I think he has a good case. I mean, the only, the only thing that is really against him is that he's 4-6 and six in the finals. That's really it. If he was 6-4, and four, if he was 5-5, five 7-3, and, five, and three, I, I don't think, I think the case would be a lot stronger for him. That's really it. Everything else kind of actually sways his way. Now, also, you have to take into consideration he's played longer. He started his career earlier. He didn't have a mini retirement in the middle. So you got to figure out how you're, you know, basing this off of. Are you just basing it? I mean, because his, his prime has, has, has been for a very long time, much longer than Michael Jordan's. So are you just, are you just doing the eye test? Do you believe in statistics? Is it just rings that matter? Like it's it's just it's too much. I I, I honestly I, I don't care. I honestly I, I don't care. Hey, Barkus, do you have a do you have a um, preference? No, you just want a bone. What what's the matter? Do you want to go outside or something? You don't have a preference on who's to go? No. He's looking at me like I'm crazy. Okay. Uh, Dak Prescott uh, wanted to get into that. Uh, yeah, anytime your, your your foot is turned the opposite way of what it's supposed to be, that's not good. You know, that's not good. Now, I'm not a doctor, but I did watch a lot of House. I've watched a lot of Doogie Howser in my day. But I, I think I can confidently tell you from, from what I've been told about sports injuries, it's better to have a, a clean break. Then, you know, like an Achilles or an ACL and stuff like that. It may look more horrific, but a clean break's uh, maybe a little bit better. If there is more likely to to heal in a better way. So it is like, I mean, the, the bone came out, but he had his surgery. He's at the hospital right now. So it's not like it's, it's, this wasn't an Alex Smith situation where, you know, the man's life was in danger. And, you know, they may have to cut off his leg. I talk a little bit more about Alex Smith in a second. Now the conversation is: should should he have taken the the long term deal? Uh, all of this stuff. Who's to blame? Jerry, his agent, et cetera, et cetera. I tell you this: I mean, he, he was gambling on himself. It was it was the Kirk Cousins gamble. If you gamble on yourself with the franchise tag, you can work out for you. 
because you can make as much money on the franchise tag uh, that you could on on a on a long term deal, and you have more leverage. Now, here's the thing: if if they franchise him again, he's gonna make like thirty eight, thirty five, thirty eight million dollars. So he's still, in my mind, he still has some sort of leverage, because what are they gonna do? I think they're in the same situation that they were in before. If at the end of the year, they have a choice. They can franchise him again. If so, he gets another 30, 35, 38 million bucks. That's not bad. If they lowball him on a another contract, he could just say no. He doesn't have to take it. He could just say no. And if they cut him, then, you know, he's still a free agent in his prime with, you know, He's a quarterback, so it's not. This is not. I think you know these things you have to take into consideration. Not a running back. It's not a wide receiver. It's not a DB. I mean, yes, he uses his legs, but primarily his job is to throw the football. And as long as he can, you know, move around outside the pocket a little bit. Once again, if Alex Smith can get out there, then you know, and this is nowhere near the type of injury Alex Smith had. I think that could be fine. He's more or less in the same situation he was in before. He's in the same situation. So, uh, I wouldn't panic if I was him. Like I said, once again, it's a lot of discussions. You, like, like you, in the NFL, it does stand for not for long. But the way that their CBA is structured to give so much power to the, to the owners, it puts you in these situations where you feel like you just got to take a deal. But then you're locked into them for so long, you're getting paid, you know, undervalued. That's really a, 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 like I said, that's the NFLPA's issue. So I think everything be fine. Just don't take a lowball deal because that's what's going to happen. Jerry Jones is going to try to lowball him there. Say, hey, your, your ankle's all broken. Here's, you know, $20 million less than what we offered you last year. Now, maybe they offer you the same thing. Maybe you consider it, you know, if they offer you whatever it was a, the thing about NFL contracts, you can't believe what you're hearing. Um, you can't first of all, you can't believe what you're hearing when they're signed, and you really have to dig deep into them to make sure all the guarantees are guaranteed. How many actual years it is? You know, they they can't sign you to an eight year deal; they really be two years. That's just the, the way they are. But I just think he should he should stay firm, stay firm. You know, don't take anything less. Force them to either franchise you again, give you the money that you want on a long-term deal, or cut you. And then take it out to the open market. Somebody will pay. Dak Prescott is a lot better than, I would say, what, 80% of the quarterbacks out there? 80, 85? He's top 10, right? I would say he's top 10. So he'll find a deal. As long as his ankle checks out, he'll find a deal. So just sit tight. Once again, speaking of Alex Smith, I don't like it. First off, you saw the Redskins was trash with or without Dwayne Haskins. So he's not the problem. Kyle Allen is not great. But I don't I don't like it. I feel like he's Alex Smith came back, he did some snaps, he should retire now. He don't look right out there. It was a monsoon. Aaron Donald was jumping on his back. Like I know he made it through, but I don't like it. I don't like it. His wife looks like she's getting ready to have a damn heart attack. Panic attack up there. His kids don't know no better. They just clapping. You, you proved your point. You made it back. Now, 
Just go on your way. Just retire. It's a beautiful story. Do your 30 for 30, your 60 for 60, your documentary, whatever you want to do. Go to Netflix. Go to Disney+. Plus. I don't care. I just don't want to see you get hurt again. Let's move on to what in the blue hell. What in the blue hell? You see how they got uh, Ian Rappaport? Rap sheet? They suspended them for two weeks. For all of this stuff is going on in the NFL. I don't have any beef with Rap Sheet. I have no issues with, with Rap Sheet. He did do that one thing to me back in the day where uh, I had reported that, that Jerry Jones would, would bench or punish anybody that kneeled for the anthem. And then he went on the NFL Network and said it wasn't true. And then the next day, or maybe later that day, Jerry Jones went on TV and said I was 100% correct. And nobody went on the NFL Network to say they were sorry to me or, or say that I had, you know, I had broke the story. But, you know, that's just the game is game. I don't, I don't have anything personal against him. Seems like a nice enough guy. But, yeah, they got him out to pay for two weeks. Apparently, because he, uh, he, he was an IG model for Manscaped. You know, that's what they, you know, the, the little thing, that whole thing is about, you know, chopping up your private areas down at the bottom. I guess they do more than that. That's what my wife says. My wife says it does more than just that, but I guess that's what they're known for in the streets. And then apparently, you know, one of the, the, the women reporters at the NFL Network, like, made a joke about it, and then that's what caused uh, the NFL Network to know about it, and then he was out of there for two weeks. Now, let me tell you something. I've been in this industry for a very, very, very long time. A very long time. Something don't smell right about this. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, it could be 100% true. It could. It just seems like you wouldn't take your number. He's the number one guy as far as insider at the NFL Network. It just seems that you wouldn't take your number one guy, your number one reporter off the air for two weeks in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle basically of the most oddest NFL season of all time, it just seems that you wouldn't do that over an IG model Manscape ad. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that just seems odd to me. <laughs> does, does that seem odd to you? That seems odd to me. I feel like something else is going on, but, you know, he's protected. So they're not going to really tell us what's going on. Because any time that you come on and you make a statement, say, you know, I, I posted something that I shouldn't post it, and I'm sincerely sorry about that, and I accept my punishment, if nobody knows what it was, which is what happened, then it had to be something else. And the manscape is like the cover-up. You know what I mean? Like, the manscape is like, well, we got to say something. We got to put some information out there somehow. And I think the information they put out there was like Manscaped. I think they could do, could have done better. I just don't feel like out of all the things that you get suspended for two weeks for, being an IG model for Manscaped is the thing that the NFL would be like, you know something, that bothered us so much that you out of here for two weeks. I mean, unless he had been, maybe he had been told, like five. That's the only thing I could think because anything else, that just seems like a warning. Like, hey, man, you know. Make sure you run this across us before, you know, you got your private areas out on you know, on Instagram about Manscaped. Just seemed like a quick talking to, honestly. 
So maybe maybe he was told like eight times. Like, look, Ian, we know you're trying to get your side cash, but do you you gotta run this passes before you get the side cash. For those that don't know, when you work for an NFL network or you work for an ESPN or an NBC Sports, a Yahoo Sports, et cetera, et cetera, unless it's expressly written in your contract, anything that you do outside of that, as far as making money, you have to run past them. So if you see Stephen A. Smith in a commercial, or you see Scott Van Pelt in a commercial, that had to be approved uh, by ESPN. If you see sponsored ads or sponsored tweets or Instagrams, that has to be approved by the network. So basically, I mean, you know, that's just how contracts work. So they they just can't go go do it. I remember, I forget who it was. But they wanted to be in some music video, but it was a little too raunchy, and ESPN wouldn't let them do it. So I'm not. I don't know. Like if if I knew what Rap Sheet had done, I would tell you. If I knew, unless it was something like weird, you know, <laughs> you know, like you know, Fifty Shades of Grey or something, then I I would probably I'd probably leave them be with something like that. But if I if it was something like mundane or something like else, I would tell you. But I, I don't know. I I just don't think that it's it's manscaping, to be honest with you. Uh did you see what happened with Dwight Howard? <laughs> the Dwight uh first off, Dwight Howard is very interesting. And it's one of those things where you have to separate player, person, person, player. As a player, Dwight Howard has always been a uh, Hall of Fame player. He has the credentials uh, for that. Uh, as a person, he's been iffy um, in certain aspects of his life. Let's just put it like that. He's been very iffy. Um, as a teammate, he's been very iffy in certain aspects of him being a teammate. If one, if, if one good thing about you know LeBron, if you want to put this in your GOAT, conversation is that he's pretty good at taking players that you know may rub other has rubbed other teammates and teams the wrong way in management and assimilating them into his little crew and kind of getting them on the right path or it could just be he's so good that they win and it makes the guy look better it can, it can go either way but that's one of the things that he's, he's good at and I know um uh, Dwight has had some personal loss um, over the last year. He was gone through some things. I know he's gone through some depression and things like that. So, yeah, like I said, nobody is nobody. Nobody's uh, above changing, and he seems happy now. So that you know, that's good. That's that's the most important thing. Uh, Why was celebrating on IG Live? Uh, his D he accidentally hit up his DMs, and his girl was stressing him about cheating. <laughs> Look, those DMs could have been a lot worse. It was his girl. It, it could have been some other things that, trust me, would have blew up a lot bigger. <laughs> but it's just, it's just funny. It's just funny the fact that, you know, in the midst of a conversation, uh, you know, a championship, that conversation still goes on. Eventually, they took some pictures out on the court. So whatever the issue was, then it got resolved. But I think every guy was like, hey, I can relate to that. <laughs> I can relate to that. I can definitely understand that. You got to be careful. He is um, engaged uh, to Tia Cooper. 
uh, from the WNBA, LA Sparks. So they're all in LA. So she was down in the bubble. You know, that's how you can tell if somebody really likes you or not, if you're down in the bubble. I was waiting on Kyle Kuzma to make a joke about Tyler Hero's girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, but he did not. He did not have enough uh, champagne uh, for that. Uh, Cardi B, speaking of relationships, she filed for divorce, um, said she was done with Offset. Offset, uh, again, it's like second, third, fourth time. But then it was her birthday and he bought her a $300,000 car and all of a sudden she was twerking on him on the floor. So, and Offset, uh, <laughs> Offset tweeted a picture and said he won again. Now, what does this all mean? Like, I know some people say, well, if you got money, you know, they always come back if you got money. I mean, but Cardi B has her own money. I mean, it doesn't hurt where you can get somebody a $300,000 Rolls Royce who doesn't have a license. I don't even think Cardi B knows how to drive. They have a lot. They have a lot of luxury cars, but Offset can barely drive. He had got an accident, almost killed himself. And Cardi B doesn't even have a license. But whatever. the The thing is, is it's the same thing like with uh, Quavo. Quavo, <laughs> when he showed how he got a was it Swatty Sweetie? I don't know how to pronounce her name. But, you know, he said the little ice glacier, and he's a glacier boy, but whatever, whatever. And everybody else was sending glaciers, and it wasn't working. thing about it is you have to understand, it, to, 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 it, it's, it's not a money thing. I know people think that. Like, you know, you gotta have, if you have money, you can do this. You gotta, it's, it's an interest thing. If you send a glacier to somebody that actually, you know, likes you, probably work out. No matter if you're broke or not, you can be on unemployment. Now, once again, it does help if you if you know if you have a little cash, and a lot of times celebrities like to date celebrities. You don't see a lot of celebrities dating, you know, the UPS guy. It's just a different kind of circle. You know, musicians normally date musicians or athletes. Athletes normally date, you know, athletes or you know, men sometimes date IG models, but you normally don't see rich women, you know, dating. You know, the guy that, that works at Denny's. Nothing wrong with the guy that works at Denny's. going to be a nice guy. Probably nicer than Offset. Offset! Probably wouldn't cheat. Maybe. But, yeah. The thing is, that's why nobody takes Cardi B seriously when she drops him. Because she always takes him back. So, I don't even know why she does it. She, all she does is just gave the lawyer some money. And then they're going to charge her again and withdraw the papers. That doesn't mean that you guys can walk around and act like Offset. Offset probably won't work for you if you get caught, you know, having a threesome on tape and just, you know. It's interesting that, that she said that her, her issue with Offset was not really, like, from a everyday, like, hangout perspective. <laughs> Meaning that, you know, he treated her nice and he looks out for her and he, he you know, he does husbandly things. He just he cheats. That can be stressful. And she seems to be okay with it. He cheats. He gives her a nice gift. And then they're back. And, you know, she's back twerking. And that just seems a cycle. So, I mean, eventually that cycle normally runs out. You know, eventually, like, like you know, you can't sustain a Bobby and Whitney relationship forever. You can't sustain it forever. So... We'll see how, how long it lasts. 
Maybe until Offset. Offset can't buy those $300,000 cars anymore. Or she realizes that, you know, she can't drive them. <laughs> On to the Injustice League. The Injustice League. As you all know, I am a proud alum of the Ohio State University. So it broke my heart today to see Cardell Jones, who led us to our last national championship off the bench for JT Barrett. Seeing him out there at a Mike Pence rally, taking pictures with people with Make America Great hats on. This saddens me. Not just as an alum, but as a black man. It saddens me. Like, I don't really care about who people vote for. I really don't. Because it's your choice. Once again, remember we talked about, hey, if you want to watch a TV show, if you think LeBron's the GOAT, if you think Jordan's the GOAT, if you want to listen to uh, the YBF crew or whoever those rappers are, that's fine by me. It, it, does, it doesn't bother me. I'm pretty much like that with voting. It's your vote. If you want to vote for Trump, that's your prerogative. Now, what I always try to tell people is that you can do whatever you like. It doesn't bother me at all. But, yes, there will be judgment on certain things. You know, if you put mayonnaise on a hot dog, like, I want to judge that. If your feet are dirty, I'm going to judge that. Say you don't take showers, I'm going to judge that. It's your choice, but I'm going to judge it. I'm not going to debate it because there's nothing to debate. If you choose to have dirty feet, that's your choice, but I'm going to judge it. So so maybe that's, that's the difference. I will judge you know, people say, you shouldn't be so judgy. You shouldn't judge people. No, people judge every day. Your entire life is full of many judgments. You see things, you judge. My wife right now is judging me because I haven't folded my clothes. There, you, you, there, there's judgments every day in your life. You're making many judgments all the time. Your life is full of judgments, many decisions, opinions. It, it, that's all it is. Your mind is always thinking about certain things. Should I do this? Shouldn't I do that? Why did they do this? Why, did they, why didn't they do this? What if this would have happened? What if that would have happened? That's your entire life, basically. So, yes, people judge. Okay? Don't be so judgy. I think when people say, don't be so judgy, what they're really trying to say is, in certain aspects of life, your opinion on what someone else is doing really shouldn't have uh, a big difference on how you feel about the person if what that opinion is is not valuable to you so for example if you put mayonnaise on the hot dog i'm not going to be not friends with you because of that because it's a minuscule thing yes i'm judging you i think it's a bit odd but i'm not going to be like you know i can't be friends with that person now if you're voting for trump yeah we we, we got issues there you know, we got issues. I'm a, I actually would be more, you know, when a black person votes for Trump, I, I'm probably more apt to listen to what they actually have to say or why. Just out of curiosity. 
it's actually more concerning me if I'm your white, if you're my white friend and you're voting for Trump. I would really like to sit back in, in my chair and be like, explain it to me. It's just explain it to me. And, I, you know, maybe some white people are just dumb. Because when he says, you know, I've done more, I've done more for the African-American community since, you know, Abraham Lincoln. Maybe. Maybe not. Not really. But they believe that stuff. You know how I know they believe that's whatever he says? Because they they repeat it like uh, parakeets. Is that the bird that repeats? Uh, parakeets, right? I'm, I'm asking you like you can talk back. But it, they just repeat it back, whatever he says. He says Joe Biden's gonna quadruple your taxes and lead you into the bird. That's what they just they just they just repeat it. They're like the tethers in us. <laughs> but you know, black a black person. Like I, I I you know, I I know like some, you know, like your Candace Owens and all of those and some of these other guys, the Daniel uh, cameras they, they're they trying to use it for influence even Kanye I mean Kanye told you you know when he was just regular Kanye he was in debt when he was MAGA Kanye he was worth billions now that's that's not a coincidence well like what, what Cardell Jones why why Cardell like what would make you think Mike Pence is somebody that you want to support he's out there maskless doing the Rona I don't get it. I don't get it. Like I said, don't have to debate, but I can definitely judge. I can definitely judge. I don't know how a white person can look a black person in the eye and say that they're friend and then also say they're voting for Trump. Even if they don't like Biden, I can I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. I know how they say sometimes, you know, a, 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 a not voting for Trump is like voting for Trump. But not if you were actually a Trump supporter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you just, you wasn't going to vote for anybody Democrat, then don't vote for Trump. At least that way you don't have, you can see, you can kind of save face. Cardell Jones, he should have went to the NFL right after the championship. The worst thing that he did was he went back and he showed that he may not have had the actual talent. He had the physical talent, but he didn't have any of the other talent to to be an NFL quarterback. And then he got benched again for JT Barrett. He got drafted, I think, like in the sixth round. The Chargers it never worked out. Got benched in the XFL, and now he's out here with Trump. Now, what if and what if Trump and Pence loses? What does he have then? In Ohio, I guess he always be able to get a meal, just because he was able to. You know, he was able to he was able to win that championship. Oh, man, that's terrible. Oh, why well, you have to do it to me, Cardale? One of the worst things about the last four years is learning more about people's, like, political affiliations and just kind of their affiliations or feelings toward black people. Uh, and black people's affiliations, I guess, towards black people. I guess it's a, a gift and a curse. It's a good and bad thing. Because you want to know who the people that you're actually dealing with. You want to know, like, the real. You don't want to know the, the superficial. You want to know the real. That, I said, that's one thing I've learned over the last four years is who is real and who is it. And surprisingly, not a lot of people are real. You can't count on a lot of people. 
Just remember that. You think you think they turn on you quick? Self preservation is a is a it's a it's a thing out here. I'm loyal to a fault. Yeah, if I'm if I'm with you, I, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn my back on you no matter what happens. Other people unfortunately don't have that type of loyalty. Let's move on to keep that same energy. Did you see this Ryan Leaf story? You probably didn't. That's why it's on this segment. But Ryan Leaf a couple of months ago got into a domestic dispute with his wife, I believe. Was arrested for battery. He was able to skate on jail time, of course. And it just got me to thinking about how athletes and just people in general when they have these redemption stories, how they're reported on, how they're perceived by the media and just people in general. You know, black people have redemption stories too, but it just seems like those redemption stories focus more on what they did wrong than what they're doing right currently. Whereas white people have redemption stories what they did wrong, even if they continue to do wrong, seems to be swept under the rug. Like Ryan Leaf, I mean, this is not isolated incidents. He's had several arrests, you know, drug abuse, you know, violence. And, you know, they kept giving him jobs and opportunities. He makes, I believe, six figures when he goes speaking. He, he just, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, would, would, would Josh Gordon get six figures for a speaking engagement? Would ESPN give him a job calling college football? I, I, don't, I don't think so. It's, it's, the, it's the what I like to call the sex tape theory. Do you guys know what the sex tape theory is? Let me tell you, if you don't know the sex tape theory. The sex tape theory goes like this. If you're a white woman and you have a sex tape, you could become a billionaire. You could become more popular than you've ever been before. You can go on and become a super, super star. Well known. Your reputation doesn't take a hit. It's nothing but positives for you. If you're a white woman that has a sex tape. Look it up through the history of celebrity sex tapes. Going back to like say Pamela Anderson. Anytime a white woman has a sex tape that's leaked or comes out or anything, see if it has anything but positive effects on their career. Now, granted, some of them are already rich, like Paris Hilton, but still, just go look. Go, I'm sure, because the Googles. Go Google. Go Google, you know, celebrity, you know, sex tapes over the last 30 years. And I guarantee you, if it's a woman, a white woman involved, her career has skyrocketed. Or wasn't hurt at all by it. Now, if a black woman has a sex tape leak, career's over. Hell, if she's in Playboy, career's over. Well, not over, but it has it takes a hit. Remember Vanessa Williams? She's Miss America. Came out in Playboy and they tried to blackball and destroy her whole career. Another another black lady had a sex tape, and I think they have tried to arrest her. She's like the granddaughter of somebody famous. I can't remember. 
you never seen black woman with a sex tape flourish. Ever. If Kim Kardashian was black, there would be no keeping up with the Kardashian. I guarantee you that. There would be no keeping up with the Kardashians. If that was, you know, Ray J and, and some black, but well, it wasn't IG models back then. If it was just some black lady that was kind of known for hanging out with some other people, but really had no talent at all. And the sex tape is mid, to be honest with you. Nothing. Nothing. Doesn't happen. So you see things like Ryan Leaf and he goes through all of this stuff and people just give more jobs, more money. So anybody gonna get Delante? Look, Delante West was out in them, them streets for a while. For a long time. Delante West hasn't did anything to anybody. He hasn't cursed out anybody. He, hasn't fought, you know, had to, he, he was getting beat up. He wasn't beating up anybody. He wasn't hitting his, his wife or whatever it may be. They took social media to basically beg Mark Cuban to, to go get him. But here's my question. Is he going to get a job at ESPN calling basketball? They going to put him on TNT? You know, if, if he gets arrested for something, like battery, he... I guarantee you a lot of people are going to turn and look the other way. They're going to be like, oh, you know, he had substance abuse. Because that, that's, listen, I understand these things are addictions, but it can't be a, a end-all, be-all. Because it, Ryan Leaf's own lawyer said, said he was totally sober when this happened. To me, that makes it 100% worse. So what you're saying is he was sober and he was getting into an altercation with his wife that was bad enough that he got a mug shot. That's not cool, but doesn't affect them in a negative way at all. Interesting how that works. And lastly, you know, kind of ending on our, our NBA theme. If the Lakers end up winning, so this kind of becomes a footnote. But, you know, you had all these people that were giving Danny Green a hard time. And he said his, his wife was getting death threats or his fiance was getting death threats. You know, like there's a line. I feel like if someone is their profession, you know, their profession is to play a sport, basketball or whatever it may be. And they're not great at it or, or they have a bad game. The jokes are OK. You know, like the lemon pepper, lemon pepper loot. Like to me, that's all right. That's fine. If you want to joke and you want to make a gift of him breaking the shot, you want to say he's not good and, and whatever, that's that's fine. Like, my issue is when you be like Snoop and start calling people B-words. You start harassing their family members and stuff. Like, that. that's too much. Like, Snoop was a little extra with all of that. Like, if he saw Danny Green in the street, would he call him that? He wouldn't. He'd try to give him a hug. Most of you know you wouldn't talk to a professional athlete like that in person. I mean, I think the petitions and stuff are funny. But, you know, let, let's, let's, let's be honest. Let's, let's be better. Well, look, I can't, I'm not even going to go with Mark Jackson because I know we're not better people. I know we're not better people. We're not. 
I guess we could ask, but we're not. But in the end, he gets the last laugh. I always wonder if you play terrible. Like, does it does that like bother you? Even if you win. Like, like there's some games like like uh, for example, like Ben Roethlisberger. Go look at his first Super Bowl against the Seahawks. He was god awful. I mean, he was atrocious. I mean, but they won, so does it matter? The thing is, nobody remembers that. That's why I say, like, people say, oh, I want to give the asterisk to the... Bu-. No, you can't. You got to keep the same energy when it comes to the bubble championship as you would anything else. Because nobody felt bad for LeBron when Kevin Love and Kyrie got hurt in that first, you know, Warrior series. Just like nobody felt bad for the Warriors when Clay and KD got hurt with the Raptors series. You can actually go back through the history of uh, the NBA Finals, you know, there's a lot of times where it's an injury, it's a strike sorting season, lockout season. There's always various things. You know, uh, a higher seed gets upset, so you get an easier seed in the finals. Somebody gets hurt, the refs or whatever. Like, nobody, all the people remember are the rings. How many do you have? How many don't you have? That's why I said if I was KD, I wouldn't even trip. Yeah, now it's it's it, they getting on you, but when you retired and you're 50 years old, all they gonna say is Kevin Durant at this point. Say, yeah, he's a two-time champion, two-time Finals MVP. If he wins more, they'd be three times or four times. In the end, I, I you know with LeBron, they're gonna say he's a four-time champion. They, they won't even probably, especially after he retires, because you're you're more loved after you retire. You know, if he if LeBron could get to Six and six, and I don't know how you know how much he has left in the tank. But if he has Anthony Davis with him, he should be okay. If he could get to six and six, the 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 debate is always going to be ongoing. It's always going to be ongoing. I appreciate you listening. Remember always to keep that same energy. Do not be a hypocrite. Hey, go out and vote. I got my early ballot here in, 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 in California. I don't drop that bad boy off. But in, in certain states, like California, you know it's always going to go Democrat. But, but you still should vote because there's a lot of measures in your counties and all that stuff you need to take you take a look at and your, and your state. But like if you're in some of these states like Florida and Texas, Missouri, Illinois, Pennsylvania, the states that really determine Who's going to be the president? You, you got to get out there. You got to get. You got to stop the, these hillbillies are going to be out there voting. So you got to make sure that you outvote them. Be sure to check out the website blacksportsonline.com and register for my email list for all the new updates. Listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook Black Sports Online, Instagram BSO TV, and much appreciation to my podcast partners at ABF Creative for all their hard work in making this weekly podcast a success. I'm out.